When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glasser. We come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture every single week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, also well Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great guys at LakersBall.com. The conversation is still going today. Be part of one of the great forums at LakersBall.com. Plus, also as well, the great conversations that can be had at LakerHolics.com. Read the tremendous articles today that Laker Tom, Jamie Sweet, and everyone else, a part of the Lakerholics.com community, can go ahead and showcase for you today at Lakerholics.com. Plus, our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers, yes, they are fishing. They are in Cancun. They are every single metaphor you want to go ahead and say right about now because the Lakers season is over, but there's still much more to be talked about, much more to speculate on, and much more going forward because everyone knows that the season for the Lakers seemingly truly begins after the season is over on what's going to take place. And right now, the thing that people are most to talk about when it comes to Los Angeles Lakers is the coaching position and who might become the next head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. And here today to talk about that, Pazalso as well, Winning Time, Episode 6, Speaking of head coaches, I've got a bone to pick with how they're treating Paul Westhead. So I've got a lot to say about that. Plus also as well, we will go ahead and preview the NBA playoffs. A couple of the play-ins were already played and done with. So we've got the number seven positions already locked up. So we'll talk about the playoffs, the first round, as it were, and what we think will happen. That'll come up here in a bit. But first off, it is the Lakers coaching challenge, per se. And here today to talk about the Lakers coaching opportunities and the individuals that are rumored to be part of that coaching search. Good man, indeed. You got to go ahead and check out his latest article today at Lakerholics.com. Plus also catch his frequent tweeting at Laker Tom on Twitter. 
It is Laker Tom. Great to have you here, my friend. Wasn't sure if anyone was going to show up. <laughs> but you guys might have been in Cancun as well. But great to have you here as the speculation begins. Could it be LeBron saying or LeBron hearing that he might be or we're hearing that LeBron might be intrigued in Mark Jackson? <gasps> Egads on that one. Also as well, Nick Nurse. Not a bad choice. Well, what's there. wrong with Mark Jackson? Okay, let's go. You want to know what's wrong with Mark Jackson? Listen <laughs> to know. him on ABC. <laughs> Listen to him on ESPN. Listen to his calls back at, during the finals for the Los Angeles Lakers. That will tell you right there. Look at the fact that the, the Golden State Warriors. Man down. They played. <laughs> yeah, man down, coach down, if that's the case. The Golden State Warriors got from where to where after he left. Need I say more? It's kind of the Do- Tony Dungy effect. He built the team, but then Kerr was the John Gruden and kind of just he, no. he, he put he put the nice little icing on there for everyone. Well, John Gruden didn't have a thing where he went to three straight Super Bowl, three Super Bowls, won three Super Bowls, and five went to five five uh, Super Bowls overall. So you know, let's just say that that he actually did a little bit better than John Gruden did Steve Kerr. So we'll leave it at that. But also as well. Rajon Rondo's name has also appeared. Someone who I've talked about long time ago, for a while back now, as a potential candidate. You guys laughed at me at first on that one, but knowing what so what, I subject, thought, what subject are we talking about here? So you're hearing all these rumors, <laughs> all these different names. Who are you liking as of now for the head coaching job of the Lakers? You know, it's it's an interesting situation because, generally speaking. If you run a, a franchise intelligently, you have a vision for the franchise. Well, what kind of team you want to play right and so forth. And that vision, that vision leads to selecting players that basically fill that vision and then selecting a head coach that also fits that vision. You know, if you're a running coach that wants to play deep lineups, you're not going to hire Tom Thibodeau as your coach. If you want to play a slow-down half-court offense, you're not going to hire Mike D'Antoni. If you don't care about defense, you're not going to hire Frank Vogel. So uh, the Lakers have said that they're going to take their time. They're hoping, uh, Palenka says, to have a coach by the draft, which is, I think, uh, June 23rd. In the meantime, uh, you know, there's other factors that determine how soon, how aggressive the Lakers will be. Um, but when I look at the coaching candidates, I think that um, I think the person who's probably at the top of the list for me, um, as far as desirability goes, it would be Nick Nurse. I think he would be terrific. You know, there's no doubt that Nick Nurse is an elite coach. There's something to be said about the fact that he is a clutch client. <clears throat> so obviously, he has a relationship with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, um, but he's also under contract for two years, you know, and uh, that means that there's going to be a price to be paid like a draft pick uh, in order to get him. So he's he's my, he's the most desirable of them. He, I don't think he's the most attainable. Um, the guy I think who's most attainable and is probably the second most desirable um, is Quinn Snyder. Um, he has a Laker pedigree, having been an assistant coach on this team. Um Unless the Utah Jazz make a surprise showing that they haven't been able to do the last three years in the playoffs, he's likely not going to be, 
you know, there's not going to be any problem getting permission to talk to the Utah Jazz with him about it with him and or or the Jazz releasing him so he can come to the Lakers because basically the Jazz want to start over. They've seen that record already. They've seen that movie already, and and they're already sort of anticipating how it's going to go. There's new ownership there, new general manager. You know, you see, you're you're looking at a whole situation that is that is. And and for the Lakers, he's a defensive oriented coach. He's a coach who who likes two bigs, um, but he also is a coach who's embraced the modern game and the three point shot. The uh, the Jazz for the last three years have either been first or second in three point attempts and three point percentages. So um, he's exactly what LeBron James and Anthony Davis need. Um, he's a coach that they'll respect because of having played against him all of these years. Um, and he's a coach who will, I think, also uh, be in favor of playing two bigs. And and probably after his experiences in of seeing uh, Gobert be played off the floor at times, uh, maybe looking for two bigs where there are modern bigs, where they're basically a stretch board five. And uh, I think that in, that increases the odds that the Lakers may go the direction I want them to go, which is to get bigger by by either trading for for Miles uh, Miles Turner or uh, Christian Wood, but at any rate, um, those are my top two choices. Wild card choices, Phil Handy, I think has to be considered as a wild card choice. Um, his relationship with the players and his ability to communicate with the players and so forth. Um, I haven't, I haven't, I don't know enough about what his general philosophies are about basketball, and that that's kind of important to me because I want somebody who really embraces a three-point shot and embraces the modern game. But at the same time, I don't want somebody who like D'Antoni who really disregards the importance, especially at the end of the games of being able to hit mid-range jumpers, you know, and certain guys, certain guys can shoot twos at a rate that's more efficient than most people can shoot a three. So there's plenty of room in the game for old school and new school. And, and I just want a coach who basically, has a philosophy, you know, um, and that philosophy basically has to really embrace a lot of motion on on offense and a lot of ball sharing on offense. Um, in many ways, you know, the perfect coach in my mind would be somebody who would be like Steve Kerr. Um, and that, that brings me probably to the third choice, which is Rajon Rondo, you know, trying to replicate the Steve Nash situation. Uh, the Steve Kerr situation of bringing somebody in who is not coached before, um, but who you really respect um, for his acumen, his ability with the game, his passion, his fieriness. Um, I think that Rondo would be the perfect coach for LeBron and AD. And also, and this is really the difficult part about choosing a coach, I think he'd also be a good coach for the post-LeBron era that's rapidly approaching to us you know maybe two to five years off or even less than that lebron is not willing to sign an extension um but those are my three three coaching choices there you go that's a very solid choice nick nurse gwen snyder excellent choices and rajon rondo someone who i said with his work ethic behind the scenes the things that he does you know if people remember back with his tenures with the lakers how he would go and mentor younger players, teach them. If you see him on the sidelines speaking to younger players, you see him in the huddle, in the timeouts, even when he wasn't playing, speaking during timeouts, 
You also heard the stories of how he would spend extensive time in the video room and keep on looking as far as what he needs to let his teammates know or himself what he needs to work on in order to go ahead and, and scout out different teams and, and different players and things of that nature. So, again, these are the things that I heard. I've not been always on the Rondo train. Laker Tom knows this. In fact, I was the last on the Rondo train on the, on the bubble playoffs. But as far as someone who knows the game, defense obviously has been a stalwart of his career, a very, very part, good part of his career, especially early on when he was a, a big-time defensive stalwart. I really think that Rachel Rondo would be a good choice, but yeah, Nick Nurse, uh, you know, obviously <laughs> you see his resume, also a championship under his belt, Quinn Snyder, three and D type coach. So obviously that fits with the modern NBA, but here today to talk about some possible choices, good man indeed, who's also on mute, but he's a good man from the land of lakersball.com be part of the conversation one of the many great groups today at lakersball.com and maybe you actually get to talk to ox1947 it is joe sorrel joe although i know a lot of people have issue with dave roberts today again you can't argue with that clayton kershaw i mean my gosh get him on a one-year contract and look what he does for you so far i understand the fact that they don't want to burn him out i understand that la is up in arms he could have pitched a perfect game Yes, but you know what? All that's done, Dodgers off to a good start once again. But the Lakers, what's your thought on a head coach as well? I guess the question is, <clears throat> my first question is, is Quinn Snyder has another year left on his contract, correct? And you know right. Danny Ainge is going to grease the Lakers so, for it's worth. Okay, so with the rumor coming out that he might be interested in the Laker job, you know, especially the Laker job, yeah. is it, it – if he fires him, then we don't have anything to worry about. But will he fire him knowing knowing that we want them before the draft, before uh, we want our coach before the draft? I, at this point, I, I, I would wait it out. I think he wants to have him leave. <laughs> they don't want Snyder anymore. Okay. If they don't want Snyder, then that's probably so going to be a mutual parting of the okay. ways, I think. Then, then. Obviously, the Lakers are not going to. The Lakers are not going to give him a draft. Exactly, pick. exactly. So <laughs> they can forget. Realistically, that. if you want a veteran coach that's had some success, that's fairly new, young, again, like you said, Tom has a little bit of the old and new. It, it, I guess that would be the right. And I, I know he's he's got the right image, he's got the right look, got the right verbiage from everything I've seen. I'd say that's probably the most realistic acquisition uh nick nurse is i don't think there's anything close to that happening because of the fact that he has two years left on his contract yeah uh and plus does he want to leave toronto i haven't heard anything negative there uh, i just and, yeah, and I don't... It, it, it's kind of funny because he won a championship there so that and toronto's a different different organization with Masai. It's, it's not inconceivable that Masai would let him walk. And if you look at nurse actually is, is a guy who's a member of a band um, and he's really a different kind of person. He actually is personality wise, perfect fit for Hollywood and, and the Lakers. So now I don't know whether he's really interested or not. Um, we know that at least that, uh, 
that there is interest from there is there is interest from Snyder, although supposedly he's a little less interested now because of the way that the Lakers botched the the entire Frank Vogel firing, um, which was really a shame. I mean, a coach who won you a championship eighteen months ago. There's a way for that guy to go out. But does this surprise you? No, it doesn't because they are blaming him just by what Polinka said yeah. when he was interviewed. They they well, said, we needed a new leader. We needed a new voice. I'm going, what? How, yeah, because how the old it? voice couldn't handle the lousy lineup and, and flawed lineup you gave him to go out there and win. So you, you <laughs> want this guy who didn't who, – who was good for two years – you want him? You, you all of a sudden he forgot how to coach, and you had one of his star players throw him under the bus twice by saying, "I don't know what this guy's problem was with me." I couldn't connect with him. Was Russell Westbrook? Was couldn't saying. connect. You couldn't connect with uh, the, the backboard. He could connect with the I, backboard I, I, on I'm his. Try, I'm trying to. I, I I said something a few a few weeks back about what Russell Westbrook after the Toronto game. I, I there was no matter how much I load something on the court uh and and personality wise off the court there's no there's absolutely no room for doing what dealing with what he was dealing with with people messing with him outside the arena and and doing things to his family so it made me feel like crap it really did i i almost said i'm i'm done with this i'm not gonna be in a category with those people but this is strictly basketball this is not Russell Westbrook at home with the kids. So basketball-wise, he is an abomination. The fact that he has never taken any accountability is going to factor in, if he's still there, who's coming? No, it because he's not going to be there. If he's not there... Well, then not, it's, o- it's, not only is he not going to be there, but the people that are coming, that we can count on for coming, are only going to come when we trade him. If so, he's not there... Yeah. I don't. I think. I think Quinn would if reconsider. There, if he's not there, we're in good shape because we're not going to We're not going to wave and stretch him, and we're not going to keep him. No, that means he's going, and we're going to go. We're going to get the best two or three players we can get. For honestly, guys, Period. even if even if it's for damaged goods like a Gordon Hayward, it won't be Rozier. damaged goods. It won't be damaged goods. Though. There's three or four teams that are seriously interested. in That's fine. That's great. But I'm, I'm looking and, at. I'm we'll saying get, we'll get some good players. Worst worst case scenario to me, he is the ultimate subtraction that creates yeah, an addition. addition by subtraction. I, I try to change it up because I know that's been said a few times the same way. But the point is, that's gonna that's gonna set the table. Which and I don't understand why you would want to get a coach before the draft at that point because you, you're probably not going to be able to move unless you tell the coach, look, we're going to move this guy regardless. So just well, trust us. I think you want to have a coach before then because in a cohesive organization, you basically, when you go out to make big trades and so forth and you're going to rebuild the roster, one of the things that's really important is having the coach's opinion. Because First you don't all, want to go out and get players that the coach doesn't What's the big deal on the draft anyways? Exactly. We don't have any draft picks. One. If there was a draft, no, even if there we're, was We're going to be trading pick. for players. We're going to be trading if, Westbrook. So what do you think of the players that Indiana has? What do you think of the players that Charlotte has? That's going to be important and could determine which of those two teams we trade with. My, to me, the dra- there's no no one the draft. So what's the what's what difference does it, it make? It's the free agency period that starts July first, right after the draft. 
that's the period of time that you want to have a coach for. Okay. Well, if I'm coach, if I wanted to coach the Lakers, the first thing I'd be saying, well, there's two things I'd well, be you'd doing. You want to have a say in what kind of who they who number they bring one. Up as long as Westbrook's not there, number two, I need to talk to LeBron. That those are the two things I do, and then sit LeBron's butt down on the seat and say, "Listen, but it's what, it's do, what are you going to do it's here?" It's important to have the coach. I mean, we saw this year what it was like to have the coaching staff not have a voice in the building of the roster because the roster was not was filled with players that the coach didn't want. So the Lakers definitely don't want to repeat that situation by not having a coach and then having to go out and find a coach who likes everybody on the roster. Well, they hired a coach, and then they didn't let him pick his own assistants. How's that going to work? Well, the problem with that is, and it, and it's part, and it is partly the Lakers' fault, but it's also because they're hiring coaches who aren't strong enough to stand up. If they hire, if they hire and why is that any of the people that we're talking about, if they hire Nick Nurse or they hire Quinn Snyder, they are not going to tell them. You know why Monty? You know why Monty and Ty Lue didn't come? Yeah, because they knew that they wouldn't have control that they would Who's have. The star of the team. Yeah, who would? I mean, would you take the job with if 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 Kurt Rambis could come down into your? It's just like what I'm not, worried, I'm not concerned with Kurt Rambis. I'm concerned with the main guy on the well, team. Well, but if you're if you're the Lakers coach, you should be because he's the guy that keeps players. saying he wants to play with other stars that aren't on his team. So there's a lot of things to factor in here. My choice ultimately would have been completely going out of the out of the NBA and going and talking to Jay Wright. That's my first choice, but we know that's not going to happen. However, if you're going to go with someone that's been there, because that's what Lakers seem to like to do, and who has some credibility, who has some coaching skills, and has coached a pretty good couple of teams here and there, and maybe might be listened to by LeBron, because I don't even know what that means anymore. Quinn Snyder would be one. Nick Nurse, unless some buyout was made between him and Majuri, I, I don't see that happening. I would like to have him, sure. But I'd, and then the wild card would be let's, let's talk about Mark Jackson for a second, even though I know that's not going to happen. Mark Jackson is probably never going to get a coaching job in the NBA again, and no one's talking about it because of his well, outside the court stuff. I posted a thread that basically was a summary thread of all of the th- reasons why you should not have Mark Jackson as your coach if you're a, if you're an NBA owner. And uh, and what it really comes down to is his last day at Golden State because he did do a good job of setting a defensive tone and, and turning him into a pretty good defensive team. Um, and and it's sort of like Paul Westhood that he got knocked out at a certain point in time and Steve Kerr walked in to become, you know, one of the... I well, mean, at least Westhead won a championship. Yeah, right. But the, the, thing, the, thing about, the thing about coaching for the Lakers is that the reason that the reason that the Golden State fired or the Golden State didn't renew, I, I guess they didn't renew his contract. I'm not sure. I didn't, can't remember if he was fired or, or just didn't renew it. But what what the owner said was that the reason they really didn't bring him back or fired him was that all 200 employees in the company were against it. The guy was so unliked by everybody. Um, and then there's the stories about how the fact that he's a pastor and every Sunday he has to go down to LA to preach. Um, and, and the stories about, about him uh, after 
of laying special oils and prayers to fix Steph Curry's sprained ankle in front of the church and then asking him to hop on his ankle to show that God had, you know, had come down and cured his ankle. Um, things like that and, and just somehow not being friendly enough or or being a looper in some way, having it so that all of the employees in the company were against you. But why really why does Steph that. Curry love him though? Why why did Steve Steph Curry love and I don't I didn't hear Clay, I'm assuming Clay too. No, anytime anytime you have a situation where somebody is 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 where there's a lot of stories about somebody, you'll always find somebody who you know it's it's like asking But that's asking, your guy, that's the franchise. Yeah, but at the same token, you know, I, there's just so much garbage and so much baggage that is associated with Mark. Is that Jack. is that any different than Phil throwing sage in locker rooms? I mean, what's the difference? Or giving books? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, listen, I'm 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 not a religious person, so I, I don't necessarily. It doesn't necessarily bother me because I have friends who are religious, and 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 that's fine. And and there have been moments in my life where where I've prayed the same as anybody else, you know, I mean, it's just, just the nature of things. But I, I think it's just the fact that there are so many reasons why, I mean, it's the Lakers don't need another controversy. They don't need any more drama to hire. They create it like, though. It doesn't matter who's there. Yeah, but it, it <laughs> Did does. Did Rob have any controversy before he came to the but, but, but there's, but but you don't go out looking for it, you, you know. But that's really All going I'm out say and looking is, is for it. His audition for the coaching position should be based off of the last two three years as an analyst, and if that's the case, he would not be hired hands down. Because I think Van Gundy's worse. I don't necessarily think that he's not a smart guy basketball wise. On the he's contrary, as a player, you got to remember he's like Mar- just like Rajan. And like a lot of the really good coaches in this league, he he played point guard. You know, I mean, he was a hell of a point guard. I know a lot of people hate him because he sort of, in Utah, he sort of, when he was a number two point guard, he was the guy that, that was really pushing the guy ahead of him and uh, that caused that whole rift that ended up with the coach getting, you know. I mean, that's there's all these controversies. I mean, you're talking about Darren Williams back. and Jerry Sloan? Yeah. I, and that whole thing was not a good situation with Mark Jackson as a player, you know. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why, and and especially for a team like the Lakers, um, what the Lakers need is somebody with pizzazz who also is not a retread man. Um, Quinn Quinn fits the bull on that, and Nick Nurse would too, you know. Um, and, 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 and you just don't know, you know, the funny thing about, here's the funny thing about the Russell Westbrook's and Lakers situation from a trade standpoint that most of the time when you are a team with say like the Pacers and you've got a, a contracts for Buddy Heel for three years and, and, Mel, and Malcolm Brogdon for three years and it's like $110 million or something like that. And you'd like to get off of them. Usually when you trade somebody to take those guys, you give them a draft pick. You're the one giving out draft picks. This is a situation that's really unique because not only do they get a expiring contract in a big one, $47 million, but they also get draft capital coming their direction. 
Why would that happen though? Because they're the Lakers the will give them, Because the Lakers will give them a pick to do something. But they're getting rid of three years. I know um, two contracts. That's it's, true. It's more That's of, true. But it's they're more of now. Pick, but they'll, they'll they'll be able to get a pick because the Lakers have to get rid of Westbrook. Is there another team that could could absorb those th- three years th- from two players? Well, I think that I think that there's trades that can be made that won't include a pick. Like I think we could. That maybe... needs to be one of them because we're doing Indiana a favor. If anything, they should be sending us a pick. Well, that's the that's the reason why these trades people don't understand that these trades are so good for the team. I'd I mean, buy, I'd buy second round trades. picks. They're not a t- they're not a t- nothing to do with the on court play of the team. I I would players. buy two second round picks, one second round pick this in this draft, and throw in a, a couple second round picks. I would not give them a first for, for, well, for those it, two contracts. The whole, point, the whole point I'm just trying to show you, Joe, is that this is a situation where. It's a good discussion, though. It's a good yeah, discussion. Because basically, because it's, that's a double, it's a double salary dump. That, exactly. Salary, and they're dumping long-term salary. And if those and, guys are healthy, they would they would, yeah. they would, benefit. Benefit well, not, not only in the fact that you got... If they don't trade them to us, they're going to have to give up a draft pick to trade them to somebody else. That's right. And I, I truly believe that's that. Why, that's players. why... You know what the best part of this whole thing is? Everybody's worried that I keep reading. I keep reading. At least twenty-five percent of the people out there don't even understand that the value that the expiring contract does. That Wes's contract all of a sudden becomes a positive the last year. They don't understand that, and they don't understand the, that the other thing is this flip of the of the trading things that these teams are used to when they got a salary dump and they want to get when when the Pacers and the and the uh, the Hornets want to get rid of these players' contracts. They usually have to attach a, a draft pick in order to do it. Well, now they don't have to. In fact, if they really be smart and they give us the players we want, we'll give them draft picks. So let me ask you this: I know we got. I know, are we still on the subject of coach, or are we going to go to the next phase? Let's here? go to the coach. Yeah, because okay. that's that's getting off the track. As far okay, as so right now, realistic. Realistically, because we if, could go on for days about that, but that's well, that's but the, it is related to the coach the because it's all that's tied the entertaining, together, you know? entertaining part. But let's let's get the coaching thing out of the way, then we'll continue. Okay. Right now, looking at looking at how the Lakers do business, they're going to go with someone they're familiar with, right? Someone veteran, someone that has some wins under their belt, someone that's been there, whatever, right? So right now, if I had to put money on something. Quinn Snyder's going to be the next Laker head coach. I think so too. What I would prefer is exactly what you said, Tom, in that we want to create this next coach to be past LeBron era, right? Well, we, we should have replaced Rob also. Brought in somebody like Masai Ujiri who has a vision. Let him hire the coach and, and everybody is on the same page, you know, rather than saying... I mean, Jeannie did a crazy thing. You know, she went out there and she 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 hired Rob Palenka, even though that was Magic's job to hire the general manager. You know, but she said, "Well, yeah." So yeah, that's out of Kobe, the, the behest of Kobe, right? Yeah, you know, and it's it's that's the problem that when you're first you're filling a a, a subordinate position that should be filled by Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka should hire the next coach. Now he apparently is. Except that he's got to listen to Jeannie Buss, uh, Linda Rambus, and Kurt Rambus. 
And now Kurt Rambis is interviewing every every player on the team in exit interviews. It's the coach, it's Palinka and Kurt Rambis together. When players talk about whether they're coming back as whether the team's going to exercise the team option, the players are saying, "Well, that's up. That's up to Rob and Kurt." You know, that's terrible to think of that. That that Kurt Rambis is actually making the guy who screwed up New York badly and failed totally as a coach and a general manager is probably the second most powerful person in the Lakers front office. The only good news is that it's going to be an obvious trade. We got three or four obvious trades that are up in the air involving the Lakers and Russell Westbrook. And those trades are getting examined from every which way. And by the time, even though they can't talk about these trades until, you know, actually, I think they can talk about the trades as soon as all of the teams are out of the playoffs and their season is over. I think they can talk about them now. It's just players, it's just players contracts that go to June 30th. So, you know, I mean, the Hornets are out of the playoffs. The Pacers are out of the playoffs. And we know the Lakers are out of the playoffs. So they could be talking. You know, there's no draft picks that that happened on the 23rd. There's no reason they can't make a deal now. Uh, and there are some teams like if we make a deal with the Thunder, it would definitely be before the draft because they're the team that has a new – they have extension contracts to some of their players coming up that's going to knock them into a new situation. So they have the same thing with the, with the, the Hornets. They have an opportunity before the end of the year to, to and you got to remember moves. one important thing when it comes to the Hornets and also as well, New Orleans, they're the only two teams to have never paid a luxury tax. Hmm. Remind yourself on that one. Please. What's the team? Yeah. New Orleans and Charlotte. Well, but they're, they're both trying to clear. They're both really? trying to clear. That's yeah. correct. That's a good, that's a good fact. Yeah, I heard. I I'm not going to get. I think I I got heard that on Lowe's or or the Hoop Collectives. Which one of those ESPN? All right, guys, guess? you want to hear something cool? You have a nice, cool little stat. I got a cool stat for you. You want to know who the last general manager, player personnel, whatever the heck you want to call them? You want to know the last one that wasn't a homegrown Laker, previous whatever something something? Pete Newell. After the 72 season, wow. he had no connection to the Lakers. He was a administrative guy at the Rockets, was an administrative guy at Cal. Yeah, I remember him at Cal. Yeah, so we're talking 50 years ago was the last time the Lakers hired someone who wasn't a homegrown guy. What is you know, it likely it, that they break that curse? <laughs> well, you know, break first, that, off, that, that. first off, you gotta it's almost like an inbreeding situation happens when you when you hire only people that are in your immediate circle or your network. Because I mean, I know people who have networks of thousands of people, but even when you have networks of only hundreds of people, it's awful. It, you can't be in touch with everybody all the time. In the Lakers, it's not even it's not even a network. It's it's having some connection with the team, usually having been a player or worked for the Lakers before. You were a player, a coach, or something. Otherwise, you don't even you don't even get into conversations because there are probably 10 Lakers who are ahead of you, you know, former coaches and former players and so forth. Um it's a weakness. It's a weakness. It's a typical handicap that family-owned businesses usually fall 
into, you know, and, and we're definitely a family owned business, even though they're a corporation and they don't own the whole business, but still they own 66%. So I, I think, I think in the end here, guys, we're, we're, we're the, the common denominator of the implosion still is in one person. Uh, yeah. I think we're veering off to Kurt Rambis and Rob Polinka. Right. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But, they jumping, but jumping back to your coaching situation, here's the big question that, and this is where you worry. What if we can't get Quinn Snyder? What if he decides that, oh, you really did screw Frank over and we're, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I, I'm, or what if he, what if the, what if Pop retires and they offer him this, the coaching position at the San Antonio Spurs? Mm-hmm. So, but what happens, what happens then? Where do we go then? That's what gets scary. That's where your skills have to come in. You know, I mean, that's the problem because you I'm don't have somebody from the Miami Heat. You don't maybe. have a Jerry Bus to go out there and sell the next. Maybe coach. give Pat Riley a call, see who what assistant uh, over at Miami needs. Still what, thinking he, Rondo. No, probably hire David Fisdale or something. Rondo. You know? Rondo's I mean, not ready. Rondo yeah. needs to. How do you know Rondo's not ready? Or Mark Jackson? <laughs> because I. When was the last time a player went from the the bench on a on, on as a player to to a coaching situation and Steve succeeded. Kerr. <laughs> Steve no, Kerr. Steve Kerr was no, actually Steve Kerr been retired manager. for a while, and he was actually general manager for the Phoenix yeah, Suns. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. The only guy that succeeded was Bill Russell, and that was completely different times. Yeah, yeah but Rondo was actually is almost as old as some of the youngest head coaches in the NBA. Yeah. Now, no, listen, I think I think Rondo could be a possibility, but. I think he's yeah, better off. I would hope, I would hope the Lakers coach, would give Phil Handy. We, a we shot. tried that That's already, my, even though he had, my, my even though he, he had not been playing for a few years. But we tried that young kind of oh, this is not you know kind of flavor type thing wow. with with Luke Walton, and I, it, it ended up derailing his gotta, career. The problem is you you need a coach. Well, I would that, put Rondo and Walton. in The, the same coach has got to be able to handle LeBron. Come on, who, I, LeBron maybe not and physically, but their IQs for the game were pretty pretty good. Oh, the temperament. I, I just think the red Rondo. Rondo's gonna be the kind of uh, coach. Rondo's gonna make people cry. You think they're gonna be able yeah. to handle him? He made Ray Allen cry, didn't he? And Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Come on. I think that's a great coach right there for you. If you're gonna make, you're gonna go I, and stand I, I up to LeBron. It. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I wouldn't want it. I'm saying, is it gonna work here? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly the kind of because of the Listen, he was the third best player. He he was number three along with AD and LeBron when we won the championship. Man, and his they got rapport. They got rapport. There would be no problem. No one, ta- no one ever talked about how how he was shooting that year. He was no, we were. He shot forty percent from three. He was shooting like he was. Well, but LeBron did too, and AD did too. When you had the three of them shooting like that, but I wasn't. We're not surprised. Well, a little bit with LeBron, he got really good at shooting at that at that point. That was LeBron, like his ascension, LeBron, right? You know, my 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 dream team has LeBron as the perfect stretch bully ball stretch four. That's what I call him because he's taking he's taking ten threes a game nowadays. And he will his the next couple around, of years. His gonna turnaround see jumper. He's going to be. He'll be up there in the top five in three point attempts. The turnaround jumper is what is the most impressive weapon he created the last. He's few got years. so many. He still has so uh, many incredible uh, weapons. Well, the, the debate continues. I just don't want Mark Jackson. 
again, yeah, I, I agree with you there 100. percent It wouldn't happen in LA anyways. I take David Tisdale before I take Mark Jackson. I take remember Game anybody. Six of the bubble. I told you, Tom, and I've reminded people again on the show on a couple of occasions when he went out and he called. Well, I don't think that I think that's a terrible idea that Frank Vogel's doing the uh, putting it putting in Caruso in the starting lineup. There's no way they can win now. Blah 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 blah. And what did we do? Go and do? Yeah, we, we, we had the greatest out. second quarter in playoff history. Yeah, with Caruso right there for you, starting. There you go. But what can you say? What can you Thanks, say? Rob. And then what did they do after that? They traded them. or a year later. Yeah, I know. They Thanks, left them. Rob. Thanks. Yeah. Thank Thanks, Rob. Indeed. But there's still much more to talk Our about. Genie. We will continue to go. Rob ahead. never gets the blame because he'll always blame Jeannie or he'll blame Frank or. And that's that's what, that's what Rhett Rambus is for. This whole organization He's, does that. They always yeah. blame something else unless right. they're looking at the truth. Now we're seeing it right now. So oh, it's always injuries or it's always this. Or it's always that. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, I think at least the Westbrook trade is going to be a standard enough template that that Rob can't screw it up. He might not yeah. get the best deal that he that somebody more dynamic might have gotten but he'll at least get a deal that's reasonable because there's enough de- uh, there's a competition going i mean we could even see a deal sooner than we expect because there's only one russell westbrook and we got the hornets and we got the, the well charlotte the has to go and, well i mean if charlotte wants to keep miles bridges who actually did <laughs> himself no favors well they got mellow mellow and bridges both are going to get huge contracts man yeah they're looking well, to cut they're looking to cut future and, pay and if charlotte is never michael aka michael Jordan, some of these never, fans never need, to, they need like to be that. thrown into a dumpster yeah. man same thing the same thing with the pacers though the pacers got that same situation but you notice that, as he was getting thrown out what did you see you saw someone in a lakers jersey right there right. for you this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. You forced me down. I was tied into a chair, and I had to watch one thing. I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> well played sir well played yes that's the only reason for the flashbacks to remind you what a good matrix movie was that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts but once again it's joe sorrow laker tom and me gerald glassford right here at the lakers fast break we will continue to survey what's going on right here on the show when it comes to the Lakers coaching rumors and possible hires somewhere down the road, please keep abreast of what's going on. Also as well at Lakerholics.com and also as well Lakersball.com. But before we head on out, two things I want to cover. We'll cover one more Lakers-centric thing, although Magic Johnson says it's not a Lakers show because it has no Lakers. But it is a Lakers show. It is jumping the shark as far as the truth and, and what is there, as far as what creative decisions to make, especially something I'm – very familiar with and that's the coaching career of paul westhead who actually had a coaching career before he started with the lakers contrary to what they will have you believe on the show he coached for several years actually made the ncaa tournament twice before he became an assistant coach los angeles lakers and i'm glad that they are focusing someone on him now although jason siegel's performance like jerry west like chick hearn 
like so many of the individuals on the show that people are having issues with, his performance and portrayal is also very eccentric. Him seeing no confidence at all whatsoever and just quoting Shakespeare every five minutes. I'm not exactly in love with his performance either on this, but again, at least it puts Paul Westhead out there as far as a name back into Lakers' minds because he is the only individual out there who's ever coached an NBA championship and a WNBA championship team. Only person to ever do that. So, you know, and plus what he did, he almost, it could have gone a couple games more and he would have won an NCAA championship with a depleted Loyola Marymount team after the tragic death of Hank Gathers. Just think of whether it would have had Hank Gathers on that team that went to the late eight. So I'll leave it with that. But guys, it is uh, episode six. It detailed one about Paul Westhead and his, uh, due to the accident, unfortunate accident of Jack McKinney, him rising to the, to the, you know, head coaching ranks. Uh, I get, it also changes some of the facts on that first game against Denver as well. I've actually got an article that I posted on the Lakers fast break on Facebook. If you want to check it out, that tells you all the differences from reality to what they put in winning time. But your thoughts, Laker Tom, on this episode, it also focused in on something that was more to the truth, and that was Magic Johnson going with Converse as far as a shoemaker with everybody wanting to go ahead and get a piece of Magic Johnson as far as trying to go and sign sign him to a shoe contract. Phil Knight, I love the fact that they had Phil Knight waiting outside the building. I think at one time they had the Bonaventure Hotel that they showed him going up the uh, Magic Johnson going up the mm-hmm. elevator on. I remember that fondly. I've been in there once in my life, but it's actually one of the most iconic buildings in all of Los Angeles. But I remember Phil Knight approaching him, you know, someone on the outside looking in and only able to offer him shares. And it showed you now what that value right. could be in billions is that of true? Was it that is true? true? Oh yeah, it, it is true to an extent. Oh. Yes. Well, you uh, have to re- you have to remember the t- you have to remember the times first off because you're on mute, Joe. I am. You were now. You're not. You're good. Five. Now. Is that true? Five point eight billion is what it would have been worth. Yep. Oh. Well, listen. Look back. Look back at. We don't Madden. know. The, nobody knows. Wait. The wait a minute. Go back on the. Go back in the time machine to the period of time when Magic Johnson was growing up. What did kids wear? What did players wear then? They were they wore Converse. They wore Converse, man. Adidas. No, they wore Converse then. No, they were also wearing Adidas. Yeah, but Converse was not. I was a kid at that time. I know what I was wearing. I grew up wearing wearing Converse. Every team I was on, I wore Converse. Converse was was the big time players at that point. Tom's right, G. I was wearing Converse Converse and Adidas. Everybody was wearing Chuck Taylor's. That's the situation. Uh, I know what That's I was wearing problem. at eleven. I'm sorry. I know what that would have been like. That would have been like saying saying I'm going. I was also I'm wearing a lot of bands. Under Armour. I should say I should say I was wearing a lot of bands as well. That was before I got the. But, pump but the other thing is, what's interesting about things. what's interesting about this show is the difference between the difference between the the portrayal is being portrayed with the actual behaviors sometimes exaggerated of course very the actual behaviors from the eras which are being depicted in the show and yet overlaying the entire thing is sort of an aura of today's little more modern approaches toward sexism and and some of the things that you saw in the picture 
I understand uh, so it, but it's it's using okay, it is using the basis and st actual story of Showtime that you know the, the actual facts mm -hmm. that Jeff Jeff Perlman put out there in the book Showtime. It's actually only using that as a to say loose translation. It's a framework. And then, it's a framework, and then they're the just based, yeah, they're they're just putting it up out there as far but, as but you know what makes the story it makes the story more interesting because because you're creating controversy you're creating characters that are a little more out of the edge um then that's not to say the jury bust that that chick hearn that that pat riley you know that any of these or the magic johnson himself or kareem abdul jabbar these are people that we've grown up and we've seen the evolution of their personalities some of them are totally different people today than they were when they first started off some of them some of them, like jerry bus played true right to the end you know Genie bus, the evolution of genie bus from being the playboy girl to you know to the executive and the governor of the team the last few years. The interactions with shutting uh, down or kicking out her brother, you know, I mean that that's a pretty amazing. Well, but I'm just saying the interactions history. with between uh, Jerry Bus and his mom, that's all speculation yeah. right there. That's that's something that's yeah. I didn't log in on television to watch a documentary. No. I logged in to watch entertainment and the Lakers. And if and you're entertained, time, then there you go. Showtime was pure entertainment, and it's and it still is. I mean, I watched I watched the play-in tournament, and you know, hey, listen, I didn't really want to watch any basketball after the Lakers lost, you know. And generally, I don't, you know, I don't really follow much of the. I don't follow the league with the same passion once the Lakers out of it, or the same thing with baseball with the Yankees out of it, or football with the 49ers out of it. But I got into watching a couple of the games and uh, the, the comeback, the comeback that that Minnesota made with uh, without Cat against against the Clippers. When I thought they were cooked for sure, it's seven minutes left of the game and Cat fouls out on a stupid foul. I thought the game was totally over at that point in time. So that was a great comeback by that team. Anthony Edwards, some of the young players, uh, D'Lo played sensational, man. It was a great game by that kid. So it was great to see. It was great to see that, and then the same thing. The, the Atlanta game, you know, oh, the you know, I, I didn't want. I wanted the Hornets out because the sooner they're out, the sooner they can make a trade to the Lakers, you know. But uh, boy, Atlanta, Atlanta looked a lot better. They they they're they're playing and over the last I think since the middle of January they have like the third best record in the league. So they're playing well. They they playing well. The uh, New Orleans came back. I thought that was an impressive game good play from them and and uh you know it, it so it's it's been it's been i think the i think the play in tournament's here to stay man i don't see that changing you know it's it's been a big part of it. it's big it's it it's eliminated a lot of tanking and it's created a tremendous amount of excitement that it has change, that changed the seven eight nine and ten slate that's a whole that's a whole mini competition in and of well, itself well, we'll get to the playoff preview for the first round here in a second. That'll add into that. But Joe, your thoughts on Winning Time episode six? Again, if you treat it as just entertainment, you are going to be entertained, and obviously, a lot of people are because not many shows get renewed halfway through their series, so or at least their season before they go ahead and get renewed. So that's a great sign. So your thoughts on Winning Time episode six? It was the worst one out of the six. I think the time wasted with. Magic Magic's girls is just that's the only part that's been disastrous for me. I think they need to stick to more of the Lakers stuff instead of worrying about what some whatever is 
trying to get up on magic. I mean, I, I get it, but you can tell that story in two or three minutes in that, in that show. Well, they want to, they want, I guess, what did they want it to lead into where magic was, you know, obviously the stories, I don't want to get into too much of here, but obviously the stories on, on how he might've contracted the AIDS virus. I think that's probably what they want to lead up to. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I'm pretty sure that every player dealt with exactly what magic was dealing with. He's not, he's not any different than any of these guys. The he just forum club. There you go. I don't, I, yeah, I, I mean, just because he was magic doesn't mean he was getting more than Jamal Wilkes. Heck, Jamal had a spot in the locker room that he bequeathed to magic when he left. So my thing is, a, as a viewer, I'm more interested in the talent. I want to see the talented part of this. Embellished as it is, I want to see more of the talented people that are performing. Now, I've been going back and forth on this because I've, I've heard a lot of things don't make sense about this whole Paul Westhead thing. Uh, I know I'm kind of getting a little ahead here, but the fact that he got fired in 82, I always believed it was because he wanted to run a more structured offense, which is weird coming from Jack McKinney's offense, which is where he worked with. Why? And then also what he showcased later in the decade with Loyola Marymount. Why, yeah, why, why, why did he feel he needed to make it more instinct? Why did he feel like he needed it more thought than instinct? I think that's something I read as well. And, and, and after you'd already won a championship in 1980, and the only reason why you hadn't returned in 81 was because Magic got hurt. Were you doing it to save Magic from getting hurt again? I never heard that. Was it? Something different was somebody influencing you to do that again. Magic, I, magic didn't like it was the big problem. I think it was a combination of magic not liking that and the fact that Norm was there and maybe maybe he just said, you know what, I'm not. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I yeah. send me somewhere else. And then finally, Doctor Bus did the right thing. He fired the coach, got someone that was more cohesive with Magic, and then. After the well, just... he, well, he made he made one of the one of the more bold and crazy moves that have that any owner has ever made in a league, in a professional league, by taking the assistant color guy and pulling him in to be the next head coach. See, that I want to know more about the craziest, that. Craziest, stupidest thing that I've ever heard anybody. Do. I want to no, know. He was actually he did serve as assistant. He did serve as I don't, after I don't he left think the it analyst. was. Yeah, I don't oh, think did, it was. Did, did he serve as assistant? Yes, for a while? He, okay. he was. Right. He was with You're Chick. Right. He did do games, but it was only for a short period of time because he was after the injury. How is West it any different than Steve Kerr doing play by play or Doc Rivers doing color? Sorry, not play by play, color, and then going into the coaching seat. It's it's not any different. It's just he was a Laker guy. But it's, no, he it, did move. He did move as assistant coach. He wasn't assistant. Coach. I know, I know. But what I'm saying is. This was not a whoa, you know. He he came out of nowhere. Uh, it, it it wasn't looking at it from now. It's it wasn't then or now. It, it I didn't think it was ever weird. And what what ended up happening was finding out how good he was. That's that's the part. That's the kind of stuff I want to see more of. I, I don't think they're. I think they didn't. They're not showing Pat enough and the development of that. There's so how many? How many? There what? How many episodes are there? Ten. I think there's 10. I think there's yeah. 10. And we're yeah. on six. 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 But 
they are taking many creative liberties on it. And they are making Westhead look like he does not look good. If well, you Riley, watch, doesn't, Riley doesn't look like the sharpest tool in the shed either. Yeah, but Riley, they're going to make look better at some point in time. You could Didn't tell. Will Chamberlain so. say he was the worst player he ever saw? Didn't Will Chamberlain say that about Pat back back in the day? He was. I think one that of the was. Worst. Yeah, I I think so. So I, there might well, be some he was, merit. He was a little bit of a scrub. There was. There might be some merit to Pat Riley just being a late bloomer. It just might be that it might it's some that that happens sometimes. Sometimes you, hair, you've got man. that guy he that's got transformed when he when he did the slick back look, man. I, 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 does, went, does anyone? He went slick and and he went slick and all of a sudden he was a new Pat Riley. The the baddest coach probably ever in terms of appearance and image and and the thing is he didn't perfect. It wasn't condescending. Did he change assistant coach? When did the new hairstyle come? Did it come? I mean, he had everyone slicked back. Remember Larry Fund? He had his hair slicked back. I mean, he, 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 he had a lot of followers. They, they thought he might be a good coach too. That when he started as an assistant coach, he had still not yet uh, as had the uh, the slick back look. You can actually see really. Did it come? Did it come with the head coach? I think it came with a head coach or just there before, because if you look at the picture that I've got on the, uh, yeah, he still had the glasses and everything. And so he still had the, uh, the bangs and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, (laughs) still there. But again, you're seeing the development of the Los Angeles Lakers develop into that, that 1980 world championship team. Still not quite there yet, but it right now is showcasing the magic's uh, trials and tribulations on picking a eventual shoe owner. You saw the, what Joe didn't like about what's going on with the relationships in his life and also the how he, cookie, so it's okay, yeah. man. Well, well but also talks about how his, you know, the sh- it shows about how his changing and how he's dealing with things as a rookie and all the, everybody trying to start to Come hang on, on him as dad far as, and bringing your uncles like, really, do we really yeah. need to hear this? <laughs> well, I, again, it must be a part how of about the, we, how, about, how about we talk about Chris, Chris Riley a little bit. How about we see, Pat Riley's wife, that she she's you know she's a big part of why Pat. Well, is maybe, who he you is. Will, maybe you will, maybe you will in sixteen yeah. episodes. Take a look at the IMDb. IMDb will give it away for you as far as I don't do that. Episode. I don't. I don't watch. They've been bombarding me with Better Call Saul com- commercials left and right. I've had to do this because I'll tell the whole story in freaking two seconds. And you do know who's coming back for that for that. See, they already ruined it. See, now it's, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm going to be sitting there waiting for them to show up. I yeah. hate that. I hate when that happens. I don't want to know. I don't want right. to know. You know what was cool? When I watched Spider-Man this year, I hadn't seen Jack crap, anything. I didn't know what happened there. I, I didn't know. And then all of a sudden I'm there and I'm like, whoa, yeah, all right. Like it was nice. It was nice to, to be surprised instead of knowing everything. I don't want to know. I want to see quality. I'm a quality person. Quality, quality, quality. So if you're going to bring in all this demographic and times and this and that, I'm just going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. La, 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 la. Okay. I don't want to hear it. Well, fair enough indeed. Uh, HBO needs to go ahead and give you a call, my friend. But you have thoughts on Winning Time Episode 6? Let us know. I had a Lakers movie going break HBO, at Yahoo.com. There you well, I, Where is it? <laughs> It's it's a short film that was on Cinemax. It was not not one of those, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, little, little short film yeah, called Black yeah. Salt Corruption. 
yeah, because you know my salt, I should say, not my game. <laughs> but yeah, I will say this: that you know what, what you know, yeah, well, that's what Cinemax yeah. used to be called. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't do that stuff. Yeah, okay. I'm Fair a family enough. man. There you go, family <laughs> man indeed. But before we head on out, we will be talking some NBA playoffs. The first round is almost set, so we're going to go on in the Eastern conference first on the first round this is the first round only we're not picking winners all the way through we're just going to go ahead and pick the first rounds because we know our picks all the way to the finals anything can happen i mean i know that sean grice has been teasing me left and right in the emails about how i didn't pick the toronto raptors into the playoffs and, and how i picked them out of the playoffs this year and now they're in the playoffs hey congratulations to toronto on that but I had, a, I think all of us picked the Lakers to go ahead to the finals and, and win the finals. So I think we're all have egg on our face for that. And that includes you, Sean, if you're listening. So before we head on out, want to go ahead and talk about the Eastern conference. The heat are still waiting on their game. As far as who they're going to play. Uh, it's either going to be Atlanta or Cleveland. I think in Atlanta, just, I think like we talked about the other day on the plans. So I think heat in Atlanta in the first round that's going to come up on Sunday you also have the Raptors and the 76ers, the Bulls and the Bucks, and the Celtics and the Nets. I really like the Celtics and the Nets as far as a, what I think it's going to be a, a tight seven-game series. I'm thinking right now we'll start with that one. Is Robert Williams' injury going to be you know, something that's going to be the deciding factor? I think it is. I think I'm, I'm going to be like Vegas, and I'm going to pick uh, the Nets in the 7-2, number seven, overcoming uh, number two. You say no. I'm saying only because Robert Williams. I think he is the X factor in this. You guys say no. You guys say the Celtics all the way on that. I am Celtics and six. I never thought I would be impressed with anything with those green turds, but <laughs> it is very hard to not admire number one, Jason Tatum. I I just absolutely love that guy, and Jalen Brown just has this. Um, I don't know. He has this fire that's very kind of old school. You know, Marcus school. Smart has been Marcus uh, Smart. Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart looks like a Rottweiler who wants to eat you, which is another thing I love. Very and impressive. then you have, and then Udoka somehow after the first few months, I don't know what that sorcery he did, but he just sat everyone down and said, "Listen, you guys are all a bunch of pit bulls, Dobermans, maniacs. Why don't we just play like one?" Eh, maybe Tatum's a little bit more of a gazelle, but a, a fast gazelle, right? But everyone else, let's just be we got the we got the gazelle, we got the pretty nice 25-point score, but let everyone else be the junkyard dogs and just eat people up. And these guys are not just beating people, these guys are up 25 points. You know, and the Nets, as much talent as they have in one and two. We've seen what happens when that. We've seen what happened this year with that. Does it really mean that much if you have a cohesive unit that that has a lot of confidence right now? I I, I would be shocked actually if the Nets beat the Celtics. I think the Celtics win in six, like Tom said. Okay. Maybe seven, but six is is. So you is, said is, Celtics in six as well? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm going to say the Nets in six, only because of the fact that I'm hoping that uh, they lose and Kyrie uh, will get the, plenty of the heat right there in Boston. So let's uh, play what? Right. I, I'm hoping that it, like by reverse psychology that the – Why? Uh, that, He's the one that screwed that up, not them. Uh, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping he'll be the cause of the Nets losing, and then I hope a lot of the heat will fall upon his shoulders. You said the Nets in six. 
I said that that's the six. I'm using as reverse psychology. Reverse psychology right there. Oh, oh, yes. sorry. That went. Yes. Reverse psychology. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I don't want to say I'm hoping the Celtics will win because that's rooting for the Celtics. We don't really root for the I'm Celtics. not rooting for the Celtics, but it's the reality is reality. I don't, I, I really don't like Kyrie Irving as a player. Uh, you know, the way he's, uh, you know, Basically, everything that he's done for the past couple of years is just not very beneficial for the league. He's put, really put a lot on his players, his fellow players over the course of the past season with what he, his antics have done. So, you know what? Uh, Kevin Durant is a great player. And Kevin Durant may be able Kevin to Kevin Durant, I, I'm sorry, but that guy looks miserable. He always looks miserable. But no, he's he, a great player. he wasn't like that before. It wasn't until he went to Golden State. Before he left Oklahoma City, he was – he was smooth. He was like Jamal Wilkes. You, you know, it's quiet and nice demeanor, did his thing. And then all of a sudden, when he went to Golden State, he turned into a complete. Oh, they just, they just got to make sure that. He got that, Twitterized. He got Twitterized, man. That they Twitter just better... destroyed that guy. <laughs> well, if the Nets can shoot, if the Nets get extra shooting from Seth Curry. How are you going to shoot when you have a dog in your neck? They got Patty Mills, Steph Curry. They got two games Curry. worth of shooting, that's it. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see. You're gonna lose to a guy named Patty Mills. Sounds like a donut. Okay, well, played well for the played well for the Spurs. You know this all too well as a Lakers fan. First round: Bucks versus Bulls because the Bucks wanted to lose and play the Bulls. I think this is going to be the Bucks in five. You guys, what are you thinking? Bucks in five. You gonna give them a game? I'm gonna give them a game. Uh, Bucks in four. Bucks in four, indeed. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, this is the team, uh, Raptors and Sixers. Very interesting. Matisse Thibel, uh, again, his situation is up in the air because he didn't take the vaccine. So we'll see what happens there. I know, Sean. I, well, I and disagree. By principles. Oh, okay. It's his choice. It's his choice. Got to respect his choice. But, you know, uh, be that as it may. We're not going to go into that here. But, We're not. yeah. You brought it up. He'll be out for three games if they go seven. So. I think it will go seven. And then I think you're like that bartender in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I think it will go seven. I give the Raptors a puncher's chance, but I think the 76ers are going to move on in the next round. Guys, what do you think? Joe? Yeah, I'd be surprised if Toronto took out the, the Sixers. I'd say Sixers and five and one more round where we got to hear um, and be right. whine about whether he's going to get the MVP or not. I can't wait for that. Raptors in seven. Wow. There you go. I would like that. It would certainly. Doc's going to screw it up. And despite what Sean Rice says, I would like that. Doc doesn't screw up those kind of series. Doc screws up when he's up. Doc's going to screw it up. Embiid's going to do a lot of flopping, a lot of falling down. But what about James James Harden? When's he going to ruin it? James Harden is washed, man. Yeah, I agree. And last but not least, Heat versus the winner of the Cleveland-Atlanta game, which we all think is going to be Atlanta. But just in case it's Cleveland, either which way, I think it's going to be the Heat in five. But the Heat best in six. Six. Yeah. Heat in six. Yep. Western Conference side, we're going to go ahead and start off with the Grizzlies and Timberwolves. Very intriguing matchup, but I still think mm. Grizzlies are, are a very talented team. I say Grizzlies in six. Five. Joe? Is Jaw 100%? 
Well, John, I don't think it's a hundred percent, but he's going to be hundred percent though. I mean, he's playing, he's playing, he's playing, but I, okay. He's so now it's playoffs. It's a young team. It's a lot of so pressure. Now the Timberwolves though, Carl Anthony Towns has been there and been there once. Well, he's there. They're, I mean, they've been playing eight a points, while. eight points, four rebounds or something like that. Do we see something happen here? Memphis in five. Memphis in five. Memphis in six. I'll give Memphis in six. Memphis in six. There you go. The Warriors versus the Nuggets. Uh, very interesting matchup. Can uh, the Nuggets with Jokic teaming up? Well, basically, it's going to be him versus the Nug- versus the Golden State Warriors the entire series. But I'm going to say Golden State Warriors in six. Guys, Joe, I'll start with you. G- GS, GS in seven. Okay. Going to be a take go all the way. What do you think of Tom? Warriors and seven. All right, go. I say Warriors and six. Mavericks and Jazz. This is the one I'm really going to talk about because this one is really going to be a slugfest. This was going to be a as as Jim Ross would say, it's going to be a slobber knocker. <laughs> I'm going to say it's going to be. To me, I think does Luca have enough this time around to get out of the first round? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that even though the the Jazz are favored, even though they're a number five seed, I'm going to say right now that the Mavericks are going to get out in seven. Tom? Mavs in six. Mm -mm. I think Utah wins this. In one? In six. Okay. Well, there you go. A difference of opinion there. I like that. Last but not least, Suns against uh, the winner of the tonight's game against the Clippers and also so New Orleans. So New Orleans going to go to the LA see, to fight for that eighth spot. Do you see Clippers making any kind of the run if they win or New Orleans making any kind of run? I don't see Zion showing up through that door. So I'm going to say it's going to be Phoenix in four. Sweet. Sweet. The question is who's going to win that game? Clippers or New Orleans. Does it really matter? I'm curious. Doesn't matter, be, but I but I think it's uh, where I'm rooting for New Orleans, of course. I think it's going to be the Clippers that's going to win, but it doesn't matter. They're still going to get swept by Phoenix, right? And you yeah. know they'll 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 hang their banner where they swept swept the Lakers, right? Is that what? Well, that you know they match up they match up pretty well with they match up pretty well. They match up better than the Lakers do. You got Zubak to play the center against the. The, against the yeah, Zubach. Remember when Magic um, traded him away? And you know, Reggie, 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 Reggie and yeah, Reggie I remember that. Are playing, are playing really well. That's like a sore wound right there. The Clippers would have a much better chance. I remember right? Tom being all in on that. Was it because of body fat? I think it was because the body fat was too high for Zubach, so he traded him for Muscala. Yeah, well, we have a shot at Muscala again, you know. Oh, this dear God, year. help me. <laughs> what is this with you wanting to bring players back who failed here before? Next thing you know, I want Reggie well, Bullock. The Lakers, go back the Lakers over do here, that. Man. If there's a former Laker and At a first, rather player, we'll do the former Laker. Look how it only look, worked with Rondo. Look how it worked with with Ariza. Look how it worked with. Um, yeah, oh. did you see? As, as Stu Lance would say, this is a young man's game, and everyone that whooped our butts throughout the entire year was young and can shoot, and wow. it seemed like it was anyone. But so you, just go get more of those guys. But no, we, we don't want any more guys over 30 years old. I know, no more 30-year-olds. I, I know Tom said a sweep. I said a sweep. Joe, did you say a sweep? Oh, yeah, yeah. Phoenix and four. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it right there for you. If you have thoughts on the first round of the NBA playoffs, please let us know at Lakers Fast Break, LakerHolics.com, LakersBall.com, 
JoeSoro5 on Twitter and also LakerTom on Twitter. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. And since we don't really have another game as far as a post game to do, we'll be back Sunday night to tape another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. If you want us to do more, please give us a shout out. We'll see what we can do to accommodate you on that. But please let us know. We're going to do let right now know. at least two a week. We're going to do two a week unless we hear otherwise. If you guys want more, we'll give you more. But I see all the same things that are being posted by all these other Lakers podcasts. They're like posting the same thing over and over because they've already run out of material already four days in after the season ends. So it's like ridiculous. So let us know if you do want us on more. Please let us know at Lakers Fast Break or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. But otherwise, we'll be back Sunday night to tape right here on the Lakers Fast Break at Facebook. Please go ahead and keep up to date with everything that's going on at Lakerholics.com, Lakersball.com. Thanks so much to Hoop Heads Podcast Network. Continued shout-outs to our YouTube followers. You've been doing a great job of watching it. I know there was one jerk that was uh, trying to go ahead and rub it in on the wounds as far as us losing and the season's over and talking about us and our show and all that. Quickly gone, out of here. Wait, what happened? Just somebody talking about a smack on the Lakers, and they talked Which about show? us, and they talked about us, the Lakers, you know, just blah, 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 blah. Which show? You should have let me talk to him. Yeah, just, yeah, so it's just a whole bunch of yeah. Gee, yeah, that's yeah. why I'm here. I, I'm a troll killer. I deleted it. Gone. Out. You go. That's... I'm not dealing with that stuff. Better, yeah. That's out that's of sight, fun out part. of mind. Not for me, it isn't. Not for me. But. You got nice things to say or just tell us how we're doing or if you want to see more shows and episodes please let us know lakers fast break wherever you get your podcast youtube wherever but thank you so much everybody for watching and listening we'll be back sunday night to tape another episode on what's going on with the lakers the nba playoffs and more we might even go ahead and drop our knowledge on what's going on with more winning time because winning time drops sunday as well so please let us know your thoughts but we will be back next sunday night and Monday, wherever you hear this on podcasts, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.